the uh, important part about that song that I mentioned before of understanding that that night something special happened. Heaven itself came down. And sometimes we might lose sight of, in that song, if you heard the lyric about the darkness is not greater. Jesus came to, to push the darkness back. The darkness will not, Scripture tells us, ever overcome the light. That song was reminding us that God did that through Jesus when heaven itself came down in the person of his son and basically told the world who's in charge here. And the world tried to tell Jesus who was in charge. And as we begin our Christian calendar, which starts obviously on Jesus' birth, leads to Jesus' death and resurrection because Jesus told us through his life, his death and his resurrection, that the darkness cannot overcome him. So that's why when we celebrate Christmas, there is such hope connected to joy connected to the holiday, as we'll talk about each of those four words in some way, shape, or form. One of the things I want to point out, as we begin Advent, as I said, I do this every year because I think it's important for us as Christians, regardless of where you live, but especially as Christians who live in a context, our culture, that uh, everybody really celebrates Christmas in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not really why we celebrate Christmas, and it can distract us to what we're actually celebrating and why we celebrate. And if we put too much emphasis on the holiday itself instead of why we're celebrating the holiday, it can leave us with despair, brokenness, emptiness. We won't have that hope. We'll still see this very dark world just as it is, very dark instead of the beautiful place that it is as Jesus has come to restore all things. This was kind of made real to me again uh, when I was in Nepal in October. Uh, Christmas obviously was not long after I was there, so we were. I was just talking with uh, Reverend Janga's daughter, Hannah, who had spent uh, some time at a university in Holland, uh, in Amsterdam, and was talking to her about her experience and just different ways in which we worship and different things that we do as churches. And we started talking about Christmas, what they would be doing at Christmas, partially because when I was there, uh, they were in India or in uh, Nepal. They are primarily Hindu. It's a primarily Hindu country, and they celebrate Diwali, which is uh, maybe you've seen um, The Office in that episode where they're celebrating Diwali. Um, and uh, we were celebrating over there, but more in the actual real way that you celebrate it. It's called the Festival of Lights, and when I was there, it looked like Christmas. It looked like it was Christmas. You want to go this way? That's all right, out those doors. You could go out that way, but it's a lot colder. So it looked like it does here. If you drove through my neighborhood uh, this past week, uh, you saw people putting up lights and different colors, white lights, multicolored lights, different uh, images, uh, whatever. That's what they do in, in Nepal. When I was there in the city called Dharan that I was in, 
lots of businesses, people's homes, it was like they were stringing Christmas lights because it was called the Festival of Lights. And their worship was very different than what we do with all the lights and what those lights represent. Those lights were lights that were being, the businesses and homes were being lit up so that the gods could find them. And they actually, I have some pictures of it. Uh, in the hotel we stayed at, they, on the tile floor, they had, I don't know if that was stamped or drawn pictures of, of feet so that the God would walk into their business and there was like this little ring and some kind of image there and flowers all around it. And what they were looking for was the gods to bless their business, bless their home or whatever. And the lights were trying to illuminate uh, their residence so that the gods could, could find it. And so they were celebrating this festival of lights. And so at their church uh, in that same city, they also uh, string lights and put lights at their church. And they have a weekend celebration for Christmas. And they're communicating something very different about what all the lights are about. And so Hannah, who grew up this way in this country, uh, went to Amsterdam to study. And she was at a seminary there, <coughs> a college, to study theology and to get a degree regarding that. And so she went to what she just assumed were a predominantly Christian area. If you think about Christianity and where that is the most populous religion among people, you think about the West or Western Europe, parts of Eastern Europe, uh, the United States, North America, and you associate that, she did, as somebody who grew up in a Hindu kingdom uh, in Asia, that certainly in Holland, there'd be lots of Christians. And this was around Christmas time, and so she was, uh, I think, kind of excited about that, about the opportunity to spend Christmas in a predominantly Christian area where obviously Christmas is celebrated for the birth of Jesus, and that's why you're celebrating Christmas. So she would be in Europe seeing cathedrals like this, gigantic cathedrals for expressly the worship of God. And so she traveled, she was primarily in Holland, but traveled to different places in, in that country. And so she was assuming uh, that at Christmas, she had to spend Christmas in Holland, away from her family and the church that she grew up in, in Nepal. She assumed that, okay, this is, be great. I can spend Christmas in Europe and go to one of these churches or cathedrals, and it'd be filled with people celebrating the birth of Jesus. And so as she walked around, and this is one that would have been in Holland. I don't think it was where her school was, but it's hard to see from this angle, but if you look at this cathedral from uh, sky view, that steeple sticks up way higher than all the other buildings. And these are the things that she would have seen and thinking to herself, this is just how she grew up, thinking that all these people here are Christians, that they're worshiping God and at Christmas time it should be a nice celebration. Um, that when I come to a predominantly Christian area, I'll be able to worship with lots of other Christians. And certainly, how wonderful would it be to do that in one of these 
amazing, ornate, beautifully constructed architecture, cathedrals, and singing together with other Christians there, the songs that we sang, songs that they sing in Nepal, these carols that we sing every year at Christmas time. And so that was what her anticipation was. She assumed that this is what she would experience when she went there to see cathedrals like this at Christmas, how wonderful, beautiful it would be. And what she actually experienced was empty cathedrals at Christmas. She was hoping to go someplace to worship on Christmas, and the people at the college said, well, we don't actually do that on Christmas. We, uh, we just stay home with our friends and family. It's, Christmas is really more about our family gatherings, not necessarily going to church and having a worship service. Now, this year, Christmas happens to fall on a Sunday. And so we will have a worship service here on a Sunday. But if Christmas fell on a Wednesday, usually in the United States of America, we don't have a worship service on a Sunday. There's very few churches that have worship services on Christmas Day anymore. And she expected that this day of all the other days throughout the year, like Christmas is the big one. This is the big deal for Christians. Especially on Christmas Day, we'll be together to worship. And she was not. The scales fell off her eyes like happened to Paul. The blinders were taken off. The fog was cleared. And she realized what all of us already knew. Most of Europe and a lot of places in America were Christian in name only. There's lots of beautiful cathedrals there that sit empty all year long. Why would it be any different on Christmas? And she was disappointed. I mean, as I'm talking to her, and that's why I'm sharing this story with you, is because it, it kind of hit it home again for me. She, go, she went there expecting to go to a worship service on Christmas, the big day for Christians. Jesus is born. Let's celebrate She's like, this is what we do in Nepal. We did this every year since I was a kid. We get together and we celebrate. And in this place that we assume Christianity is the predominant religion, these cathedrals sit empty. And what she discovered was that Christmas was about family and friends and gatherings. And she left disappointed. Wondering, have we missed something? And started feeling even more homesick than she already was. Because at least on Christmas, she would be worshiping and celebrating with her family. Now, I'm not here to say that family and gatherings aren't important. Or aren't fun or don't have their place within how we celebrate Christmas here. I try and do something for people here at the church. I do a lunch for them uh, simply because I want to say thank you. And Christmas is that time where we try and do that. And so I invite a few people here to say thank you um, to them for all that they do at Grace and just kind of celebrate Christmas together. Some of your works, your, your businesses do that. You have work Christmas parties. You Maybe this year, unlike some other times of the year, you get together with friends that you don't always get together with. And certainly you have some family stuff that you do, whether it's on Christmas Day or the weekend before, the weekend after, or whatever it is. 
All those things are good things. But what Hannah discovered, at least in Holland, that's what Christmas is all about. Now, we just got a taste of what family gatherings are going to be like at Christmas, at Thanksgiving. And so we maybe got a taste of how messed up our families can be at times. And now after Thanksgiving, you're kind of dreading the Christmas holiday because I got to go be with those people again. You know how messed up this was? The difficulties, the things that arose because of conversations. And if Christmas is really all about family, that could prove difficult. That first candle of hope. There's really not much to hope for when your family is completely messed up. And the holidays seem to bring that out of of everyone. And it's actually exposed even more than before how messed up our family is around the holidays. And so if, if Christmas and the hope of Christmas is centered in brokenness, our broken families, we're going ha- to struggle to really understand why we celebrate Christmas, why there is this feeling of hope that God's going to do something amazing, something big. And Christmas is that reminder that he will. Christmas is not just about that day. It's about what God does in our lives. He changed the world and has the opportunity to change our life. Christmas reminds us how he's done that. He's done it through Jesus. And so if our Christmas is centered on, is built around family gatherings, our friends, we're going to be disappointed. And for some of us, we're already feeling that way a little bit. If you've lost someone you love, and this is your first Christmas without them, or if you've lost someone you love, and every Christmas is just not the same without them. It's hard to feel that hope that Christmas is supposed to generate in us if we make Christmas about something that it's not about. Christmas is not simply about a day of the week. And you know, and I know, it's not simply about the gifts that we give or the gifts that we get. See, we've done a very good job, like Europe, to make Christmas about something else. And I, you know, felt like, hmm, you know what? We don't have a Christmas service on Christmas Day unless it's Sunday. And even on Sundays, I'm with pastors, and we talk, and they're like turning themselves in knots, wondering, should we have a worship service on Sunday? Should we not have a worship service on Sunday? Families are going here. You're trying to do this. You have your normal Christmas routine that you like to do, all that kind of stuff. And we talk about that here in the United States. And then I listened to this young woman who was completely disappointed and kind of shocked and surprised that there was no Christmas service on Christmas. And I think to myself, you know, maybe I've made Christmas about something that it's not. And I want to make sure that I'm not teaching my children that Christmas is about something that it's not. Because the sad part is, the more we make Christmas about our families, the worse our families get. The more we move away from Jesus at Christmas the more we move away from the restoration that our families really need. The holidays have a way of bringing that out of our families. My family included, trying to figure out how are we going to do things when there's relationships that are so messed up. 
And the more we make Christmas about not Jesus and about those relationships, the actual darker it gets, the further away we get from the actual solution to our problem. When we remove Jesus from why we celebrate, we remove the answer to what can restore, what can mend, what can bring back the hope that I so lack in my life. And so if Christmas is going to be meaningful to us as Christians, then we need to make sure we're celebrating for the right reasons. Again, I'm not, I'll do my family stuff. We'll get together on Christmas with my family. We'll have a good time. I'll do the thing I always do for uh, staff here at Grace Church. Um, we'll do something with my life group at Christmas. It's all fun. We love it. We enjoy it. But we cannot lose sight of why we do this. On Christmas morning, we are having one service at 10 o'clock. So when you wake up Christmas Day, you can come to Grace Church and you can have a worship service on Sunday. And we're inviting you through Advent to bring a gift. Uh, we have a couple of different organizations within our community. Also, this year, since I was just in Nepal, we're actually helping uh, the, the churches in Nepal build churches. And so you can come, and if you want to help Nepal build a church, I'll send you to Nepal, and you can help them. No? Okay. You can just bring in a financial donation, and I'll send that to them, and they can build a church. But we're trying to bless others. As we have been blessed... In Jesus' name, we're called to bless others in Jesus' name. And so on Christmas Day, you'll also be allowed to wear your PJs and slippers. So on Christmas Day, when we come to worship, we're inviting you to bring some kind of gift. There'll be some information in our email newsletter about who we're trying to bless this year. And there's some items there that you can purchase and bring, or as I said, a financial donation is fine as well. And we're going to put them under the tree as gifts so that we can say to other people and these organizations that we know why we celebrate. And the hope that is found at Christmas, the reason why we focus on this word at Christmas, is because Jesus actually brings that into our lives. And so my family isn't perfect. Just because I'm the pastor of a church doesn't mean everything in my family is as it should be. But I'm not any less filled with hope for Christmas. And in fact, the more I can focus on why Christmas is important and amazing, the better chance I have of bringing restoration to my family. If there is brokenness in your family, the focus of Christmas should not be your family. The focus of Christmas ought to be Jesus because he's the one that can restore your family and can restore you. And so as we light this first candle and we think about that word hope, Hannah reminded me of maybe how far we've drifted at times from why we celebrate Christmas. It should be a joyful season. It should be a time in, in which we can celebrate and be joyful. It should be a time in which we can be filled with hope. But that all comes because of the one we celebrate on Christmas Day. And that day that changed the world is a day that can change our lives as well. So every year, I invite you, just like I did last year, 
the year before. If that needs to happen in your life, let this Christmas be that time. Let this season of waiting for the promised one to come, celebrating his birth, be the opportunity that you take to let Jesus change your life as well. Because if you want to see a difference in your family, it's not by celebrating Christmas the way the rest of the world does. It's by being more like Hannah from Nepal and wanting to be with God's people to celebrate what God has done through his son Jesus on Christmas Day. Let's pray. God, thank you uh, for loving us enough to send your son Jesus to this world and into our lives. God, I pray that as we already prepare for Advent season, as we already have our gatherings uh, planned, scheduled, God, help us not to lose sight as Christians of why we're celebrating, but God, help us to take that into those gatherings. Help us to take that into those family situations. Give us opportunities to talk about what Christmas is really all about so that the people that are experiencing brokenness might experience the hope that we have because of what you've done at Christmas. And so, God, we give this time into your hands, not just today in our worship service, getting us ready for the Christmas season, the Advent season, but, God, we give this season into your, into your hands. May our time be time used to really celebrate, be hopeful, joyful, experience all that you've intend for us to experience at this time of year because of Jesus. And God, if we need to see restoration within our own life, within our family's lives, God, may we experience that this year because we put our hope, our faith, and our trust in that little baby that was born in the manger, born as a king, born to redeem the world that he created. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah says these words in chapter 60, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian, Ephah, and all of Sheba will come. Bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. That's what's happening on Christmas. This light will shine. Though darkness covers the people, we look up and Jesus, God tells us to arise. And we proclaim his goodness just as the angels in heaven did at Jesus' birth. Let's stand and close our final song this morning, Angels from the Realms of Glory.